Welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. He is here. We are ready to go. As always, guys, we're going to be talking Michigan, Michigan State, ahead of the Big Ten Tournament, as well as the NCAA Tournament as well. Does Michigan State get in? We're going to ask Mike that. Uh, we're going to break down what we think the ceilings are for both your Michigan State Spartans and your Michigan Wolverines. We're also going to be kind of doing a bit of a hodgepodge day-to-day, guys. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the sports world, but nothing that's really going to dictate a full segment for us. So we're going to be checking in on the NBA during All-Star break. We're talking about those Pistons moves. We're going to be talking about what Mike likes and doesn't like going on in the NBA as we do the All-Star check-in like we do every year. You know, we're going to hit on some of the big wrestling news. We have a new WWE champion in Bobby Lashley. New Japan's coming out with some big news as well. So we're going to check in across the sea. Um, and then we're going to be talking some NFL headlines. Lions making some moves both on the personnel departments as well as making a free agent signing, doing some uh, restricted free agent tendering. Um, you know, and just some overall big headline news and potential moves that we could potentially be seeing coming down the pipe here in the next week and a half as we prepare for NFL free agency. So next week... Uh, We anticipate a lot more cuts, a lot lot of that stuff when it comes to the NFL. So hopefully we'll have a little bit better understanding of where the lines are cap-wise ahead of free agency to kind of maybe give you guys some predictions on who we see the Lions signing. Spoiler alert, I don't anticipate it's going to be a very big haul as from as a, you know the big names, but you know you never know. So we're going to be talking about that probably next week and probably do our first mock draft as well. Um, as you guys know, we do a really good job of covering the NFL draft in great detail as always. So I'm super excited about that. So we'll obviously get into that going on next week as well as AEW Revolution's review. So be sticking tuned for that for episode 120. But Enough of that. Episode 119 in the books here. Let's just jump right in here, Mike. Michigan, Michigan State. They played on, uh, what was it, Friday? They played Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Played Thursday. Michigan get the big win at home. Uh, They play Sunday as well. I don't really think no matter what the result of that is going to change a ton uh, for Michigan. But let's talk Michigan State Spartans here because I think they're a little more interesting um, when it comes to right now the importance of these games that they're playing, right? Give me, give me just your thoughts on what you're, what you see out of the Spartans. First off, do they make the NCAA tournament? I think that's what everybody wants to know. Uh, they are on every list. The last four in, last four out. They're, they're on that list, one way or the other. You know, some people got them in, some people don't. Um, you know, this is a big Michigan game that they have. As is recording, they, they haven't played on Sunday. They got the Big Ten tournament as well. If they have a good showing there, do you think, do you think that's enough to get them in? Coupled with the fact that. You know, a couple weeks ago, they had those two big wins over Ohio State and Illinois. Uh, they do get in, Ooh. but they are going to be the the fur uh, the last four, four in. Yeah, and they're going to be playing a playing game mm-hmm. to get into the Thursday or Friday slots. Right, is what I think is going to happen. I don't think they've done enough to for me to say. Oh yeah, they're one the of first sixty. They're, they're one yeah. of the first sixty, technically, I guess, yeah. or whatever. Like the solidified right. spots in. Right. But I do think that they've done enough where they can at least fight a like a like a Duke or like a VCU or whoever's going to be like in, in that range. Right. Yeah. I think they got, yeah, yeah, the St. John's of the world or whatever. I think they've done enough to be able to at least have an opportunity to do a play-in game. Mm-hmm. Especially if they do play Michigan close, especially if they do have a decent tournament. Yeah. I, I still think, like, unless they go out and, like... If Michigan it, comes out and blow... It blow if yeah, they lose they, to Michigan by a lot again, and then they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, yeah. I think they're dead in yeah. the water. Um, 
But I, I think, do you think the Tom Izzo effect has any implication a little bit? I don't know how much that plays into it as much as maybe other in other areas or other sports does. But, you know, Tom Izzo, March Madness, it's kind of a match made in heaven in a lot of respects. So do you think that knowing, okay, it's Michigan State, Tom Izzo's there, right? If we give him a shot, we at least know we're going to get a good game out of it. Or a couple, maybe they, maybe they make a run, you know, yeah. all of a sudden. No, you know, that's, that's exactly why. If it was like, in, not any other coach, but if yeah. it was like a different coach, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be like that. I don't think they've, I don't think they've actually truly done enough to like, be like, yep, yeah, you're, you're a yeah. top 64 team in the tournament or whatever. Right. But I think that... They've earned enough to get a shot to prove to say, get their way Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. Like, you're Tom, you have Tom Izzo there. Mm-hmm. You're Michigan State. Like, we always talk about in college football where it's like, even if Alabama loses two games, it's still Alabama. So they're right. probably going to be right. a top At least in consideration. And in consideration for a spot in the Final Four or whatever, regardless. Yep. Uh, State has that same appeal with, like, nine other teams. Where it's like, okay, you're Michigan State basketball. Yep. Okay, you're probably more often than not going to get the benefit of the doubt to at least right. get a play-in game or get a lower, like, a 12-13 seed in the tournament. Right. And yeah. as a 12-13 seed, they could be a very scary oh absolutely because at that point it's all about who's hot right yeah. at, at, once you it's it just getting in getting yeah. in the opportunity having your ability to throw that punch is, is really all they're looking for you know and, and as we've seen before we've seen you know maybe not so great michigan state teams on paper make make great runs you know what i mean um so i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily be shocked uh, if they if they made one here and now is the time right if you're gonna do it now now is the time but if we if they do make the tournament though what is their ceiling for you? Is it is it just getting in? You're like, all right, you guys had a rough year. The fact that you even got here and had an opportunity, that's good. Like if they win their playoff game, they're in the they're in the 64. Is that enough for you? If or or it's like, okay, once they get in, is it 32? Is it somehow Sweet 16? Is it you know? What I mean, I, I can't imagine it's any farther than in my personal opinion. But where where is their ceiling for you? I just for me, Michigan State's that team where it's like, okay, you're, you're pretty well coached, but you don't have that dominant player for you right now to take over. And I feel like at this point, you need a little bit of star power to kind of get you over the hump. Yeah, no, my um, my 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 uh, my ceiling for them would be yeah. Sweet 16 yeah. uh, pretty easily. I don't think that they could beat any of the top, like, presumably if you're going to assume that the top four seeds in each conference, in each mm-hmm. Uh, region. region or whatever yep. they call them get to like that area and Michigan State's like the one that doesn't mm-hmm. I, I don't see Michigan State being able to beat any of the top yeah 12, I, I don't see them 13, beating I don't see them teams. beating Michigan again even if they beat Michigan on Sunday I don't think they I don't think they can beat them again I don't think I don't they can beat them when it Baylor. matters I don't think like they can a, beat Baylor um, or Gonzaga yeah. I don't think they can beat Illinois and those again. are teams <laughs> that they're going to be matched up against as Right, like a 13, 14 seed or whatever, right. or like a 12 or whatever. Yeah, if, if they're a 12, like here's the thing. I definitely think that if if they get in and they're in that area, right, that, that 12, 13, 14 slot area, I think that's a team where I can go, I can maybe take Michigan State in this game because those are the kind of matchups you yeah. look for on the upset. Especially because you go, you're going to be playing like a five. So yeah. like if you're comparing in like Big Ten terms, that would mm-hmm. be like – where like Iowa or like yeah. Wisconsin might be, yeah. it's like I could see you them could, beating yeah. Wisconsin. You get, hot, you get hot for sure, but like once you go up to the big games, like you're playing Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. Gonzaga, Baylor, yeah, uh, Alabama, even even really really good this year in yeah. college basketball too. Absolutely, um, any of those teams, I just go. I don't think you have enough to overcome those mm-hmm. really really good teams. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like playing like a Wisconsin level team. I'm like you could definitely upset yeah. one of these. Like good teams that aren't like in the just top. Just need someone 15. to get hot. Just need yeah. someone to get hot for sure. All right, let's switch our uh, our focus here to Michigan. You know, we talked about Juwan Howard 
being potentially coach of the year. He's, he's part of the semifinalist group, the last 10 uh, for the coach of the year in the NCAA. Um, you know, they're, they're number what, two or th- they're number two right now. They're probably going to drop to three or four just because of, lo- yeah, because of Illinois, yeah. you know, that loss there. Actually, I was super happy to see that they lost just because I didn't like the fact that like, okay, if you go on this 20 game win streak going into the tournament, it's really hard to keep up that kind of play mm-hmm. long term. Like if you're Gonzaga, I know you're undefeated. But your conference hasn't been super strong either. So I'm like, okay. But the Big Ten is the best conference in basketball right mm-hmm. now. So I was kind of glad. I wasn't glad to see them get blown out. But I was glad to kind of be like, all right, you know what? Take a step back. Let's regroup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, go into Big Ten play here. Um, but they're probably they're still going to be probably number one seed. So, I mean, where 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 is that? Do you want to see them win the Big Ten tournament? If they don't win it, is that a disappointment for you? And then, two, what is Michigan's ceiling? They're a number one seed, so I think Elite Eight at least. Yeah, I mean, is anything other than that, I think, would be a massive, you know, yeah, so, massive disappointment. Yeah, so Michigan, all the way up until tournament play starts, I don't have... Okay, well, I can't I can't say why I want Michigan to win the Big Ten tournament, <laughs> but I definitely want, I want Michigan to win the Big Ten tournament yeah. um, for personal reasons. Yeah. But... Um, to like to to put anything aside from that, yeah. I don't really care wh- what they do in the Big Ten tournament because even yeah. if they lose in the fir- in the Friday their first game, right. which would probably the be quarter like, final, which would be like to like a Wisconsin or an mm-hmm. Iowa or something, mm-hmm. I don't think it would draft or drop their stock immensely where they're not in, like they're number one seed. Yeah, like let's be real, like even yeah. unless you get blown out by like Michigan State or something, right. for some random, then maybe you can make the argument. Yeah. But I, I think they're pretty firmly a top four team, and yeah. like everyone kind of knows that they are. Yeah. So going into a number one seed, so that's why I don't think the Big Ten tournament matters. Yeah. For them this year, because I'm like, if you're a solidified, like if you're Gonzaga or right. if you're Baylor, like one of these, like you're pretty much a one seed yeah. locked up. These tournaments don't really matter for you because you're like, even if you lose, you're like they want to win it, but it's like they got. You want to win it, but like you, you want to make sure you guys are fresh and healthy for the tournament. So mm-hmm. if there's any kind of caution or anything, you always take the caution. Or right. whatever. Absolutely. So uh, the big thing is for the big tournament, the 64 tournament. You're gonna be the one seed. I think the floor for we're gonna talk about floor here yeah. for Michigan is at least the. Probably Sweet Sixteen. I would even go to say the Elite Eight should I, yeah, be the floor. That's right. But I'm like, at. if they got to the Sweet Sixteen and you're playing like a like firstly for Michigan State, yeah. if you're playing like a like an Ohio State or something, mm-hmm. and you lose because like by three points or something, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, like how yeah. could because well, like you're playing a really high quality team that knows but if, you very that knows well you pretty too, well, right. or firstly if you play like Alabama or whatever, and you just lose by a few because mm-hmm. whatever, I'm not going to be like, oh. This was a total failure, right. or whatever. But at the same time, I do think that their expectation is higher than yeah. ever right now. And oh, I do yeah. think I do think Elite Eight should be the spot, but I'm not going to be like yeah. killing You're myself. Not crucify them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if if their first tournament with Juwan Howard, they make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. I'm not gonna and and the recruits are only getting better every year. Right. I'm not gonna be like, oh, this is it, Michigan's done now. Yeah, no, I you know, and that's the thing too, right? Is that there's you walk that line between being confident and being like having high expectations, but at the same time you're like, okay, like tournament plays a whole different animal too. You know what I mean? So it's a lot easier to kind of coast through the regular season. Knowing that you're just better, right? And so, as we talked about last week, too, I think that, or a couple weeks ago, Michigan's best road, I think, to a national championship is if they never have to see a Big Ten team. Because if they don't see one, then it's like, okay, I 
I don't have to worry about everybody knowing our sets completely, right? Like, okay, they know what defense we run. They know what offense we run. They know, you know, what we're going to do in certain situations, you know. And, and they match up accordingly, right? I, I would feel personally a little bit better just saying, you know what? We've never put, we haven't played Alabama all year. All right, let's just see. Let's, yeah. we, are, we got our five. You got your five. Let's go and just see what happens just because of that. Yeah, the know? one team I don't want to see in tournament at all is Ohio State. Oh, I no, think, not I at think all. Ohio State beats Michigan if they beat anywhere in the yeah, tournament. Right. Because I think Ohio State lost the first time. They didn't play a second time because mm-hmm. they got all their games yeah, COVID, delayed or yeah. whatever. So I think that that's the team that's like, we're going to upset you if yeah. – we find you in the tournament. But Ohio somewhere. State matches up well because, as you saw in the Michigan State game on Thursday, Michigan State doesn't have a big to counter Dickinson, right? Ohio State does. And they have an athletic guy who can definitely – I mean, I'm not saying neutralize Dickinson, but Dickinson can't guard him effectively enough in order to do that, right? So they have pieces that match up better against them than what they do. So he takes other guys. And crazy enough, he's the guy that makes the whole world go round for Michigan in a lot of ways. So I think Elite Eight is their floor, in my opinion. Um, They make it to the Final Four. I consider it a successful season. I mean, that's really the word you want to get to at that point. I mean, you're playing the four best teams. You know, it's it just kind of is what it is. I mean, give me your percentage on – Michigan winning the national championship this year. Like, if you had to put a number on it, like, do you think, like, okay, I mean, like, there's a 30% chance they got it because if they're a number one seed, you're going to have a pretty easy road, you'd think, first couple rounds. Um, you know, like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, there's a 100% chance of winning the national title. You can't do that. But, like, is it like, you know, 10%, 20%? It's so hard to pick because there's so many teams. But I, w- I would say it's 40% okay. only because I don't believe that they could beat Gonzaga. Yeah. And so I, I would love to see that game though. I, I would I, love to see I, that I game. Need to, I need to find a team yeah. that can beat Gonzaga, mm-hmm. which has not happened this year. Nope. And so that worries me. So that's why it's not higher. Mm-hmm. If we like somehow took Gonzaga out, it would actually be like a seventy-five percent. Yeah. Like that's how big the jump. Michigan, they Michigan is seven deep right now. Yes. Like strong seven yes. right now. So they're, it's it, it's hard to find. Very confident, strong seven. Yeah. But that's why, like, I think they can beat Baylor if they yeah, had they, to. I think they can too. Uh, I think they can beat. Uh, who would be the other one? Illinois. If they played them again, I think they could beat them if they played a second time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's a team that. Someone could upset Michigan, obviously, yeah. but I don't think there's a team that I can go, they are better than Michigan right. other than Gonzaga. Right. And so just because you have a team mm-hmm. that is better than you, that right. I think is outright just better than you, mm-hmm. I, I can't give you more than 50%. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I'll probably go 40 because I think you're the second best. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair number, right? This is it's so it's such a variable kind of tournament, right? Yeah. Where it's literally it's just who I mean, we've seen worse Michigan teams make great runs, yes. you know, and just out of nowhere and you go we're just happy to be here. You know, the, a couple years ago when they made it to the championship game against Villanova, nobody expected Michigan to make that run, you know. So, um, last question before we move on here. If Juwan Howard wins a national championship, okay, and they win it, okay, wh- what, is that, what does that mean? Like, from a, like, I mean, does he already pass Beeline as far as Michigan coaches go? Because, like, Beeline's the one who turned it around. Beeline's the one who kind of really established what you're... And I think Jawan is benefiting and excelling and taking it further, but I think he's definitely benefiting from yeah. what Beeline, the foundation that Beeline has put together. Mm-hmm. If he wins one, though, like, Izzo's only got one. Yeah. So it's like, 
Where does that put you, like, on the Juwan Howard train? Like, it's like, okay, well, he's our coach for the next 15 years now. Just, like, by default, as long as he wants to be here. I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but I would go, I would go, he has, like, a solidified, yeah. like... He can punch your dec- ticket anywhere Yeah, now. decade yeah. almost. Yeah. Especially because, like, with the recruits he's bringing in. Like, if... I think, I think Smith for, and Brown have been. Yeah, I think I, th- I think for me, it's a, it's actually more on like the recruits and the people you bring in yearly mm-hmm. than like the coaching aspect of it. Yeah. Like if you if there's a point where the recruiting isn't there and mm-hmm. you like if there's a okay let's put it this way if there's a year where you don't get a five star, I think I go okay like what's really going yeah, on right because I think that you should at least pull a five star just about every single year right. especially after if you're this, winning as much as you are uh, especially like after this run and mm-hmm. stuff and you continuously can have like sweet 16 runs yeah if there's for some reason a year that you don't get a five star mm-hmm. i go what happened yeah like what happened like what right. did you do like what happened like that's where i'm gonna get start getting concerned winning i think they're i think they're gonna be set to win because i think he's a good coach and like yeah. basketball wise i think he's really good for it's sure. the recruiting that i'm like because yeah. that's where you pass beeline by like six miles yeah the recruiting already that's the sad part like yeah. it's it's legitimately already it's, these three three these three five stars all coming in at the same time yeah Imagine they had Isaiah Todd on this team, by the way. Exactly. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, they'd be great. I'm just... But, uh... I mean, <laughs> who do you kick out of the starting five at that point? It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But yeah, so, if, yeah, for me, I think he's, like, guaranteed... Especially if he wins this year, I think he's guaranteed probably... If, they, if he, wins, close it, to if he wins it, people are going to go nuts. It's but I think it's, like, also crazy. one of those things where it's, like... Yeah, but, like, in, like, three years, if, like, people stop wanting to come here and, like... Yeah. You're you're at best getting four star recruits. Mm-hmm. I think then it's like okay. I think you could leave sooner yeah, than a decade yeah. if that happens. But I don't see it happening. I think I think I I have a small opinion that I think like they're gonna pull if Bronny James I goes definitely to college. Think, I, think, I think Bronny James I think Michigan's gonna be a top two spot. I definitely I definitely I think him it's and, do. and I think what in LeBron's or uh, uh, Dwayne's son and Zayer or yeah, whatever his name yeah. is. I think I think LeBron's I think, kid especially. I know he's like. 25th rank or something like that in his class currently yeah. or something like that but it, I, I think that's him and Duke it's it's us and Duke I, I, I think it's definitely and, I, this and like if I think spots. if I think LeBron has and I think LeBron will have like major major influence on where he goes Absolutely. I think he goes okay so you literally have these two options you can go I trust Juwan so much so you can go to Michigan and right. be great there or you or go, go to Duke Coach K with, go with Coach K, K. Yeah. right that's so the it's, thing. it's, it's Coach K it's two. not Duke it's Coach K it's whichever one and I think if, and what I mean is if the recruiting is so good and they continue to be really good I think Michigan yeah because Duke right now is struggling right now Coach yeah. K like they, they've had guys that are just like they had the one guy they just opted out straight out of the season he's like I'm just done Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to play anymore. It's like, all right, that's kind of crazy. But, yeah. all right, um, obviously, you know, we're going to monitor that situation. We'll be talking Big Ten basketball as well as the tournament going forward. You know, maybe uh, – when's the actual tournament start? Uh, so, the actual tournament doesn't start this upcoming Thursday. Which, the next Thursday? Yeah, so all the tournaments, like the yeah. Big Ten tournaments, right. start this weekend. So, like, right. the twenty, the 21st, twenty nineteen. It would be like the 18th, Thursday the 18th Okay. So like the first day is. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we, we may be doing some bracketology for you guys as well in the coming weeks. That may be a quick hitter episode. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, me and Mike will probably break down our bracket and give you guys the ins and outs and uh, ruin the entire tournament for you and just mm-hmm. give you who's going to win the whole thing. Spoiler alert, it's probably going to be Gonzaga or Michigan. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, let's shift our focus. If Kyle has any say on it. it will oh be yeah, Michigan, Michigan so. wins a hundred to fifty every game, and he's not even stressed about it the entire uh, time, and he's just going, "Let's go!" every time. <laughs> uh, let's shift our focus now from college to the NBA here. Uh, we're at the All Star break, and let's hit uh, first on your Detroit Pistons because we got to do it. I know. I'm sorry, Mike. Um, we'll hit on some of the other stuff in a minute, but. The Blake Griffin era in Detroit is officially over. We said it last week where it was over, but now it's official. The buyout has happened. Blake actually gave him back $13 million to the Pistons, so they're going to have a big old cap hit this year and next year, and then he's done. They're not stretching his number out. Um, they're just taking it on the chin, basically, which is the smart move, in my opinion, for them to do that. You're not going to be good anyway, so you might as well just allow it to take up your space and just be done with it. Um, they look for a trade partner, obviously, I think even as much as they give us a second round pick, people go, we're not taking on that that money. That's I think that was the reality of it. Pistons doing right by Blake. Blake doing right by the Pistons, giving some money back. Um, you know, and he, I think he's probably going to go to the Nets or somewhere like that. And unfortunately, um, as Mike is praying to whatever Lord he believes in, because he's super excited for it. But um, just give me your thoughts on the Blake Griffin era a little bit. You know, I think he played well here. I think he was a great addition. I think that the means of which he came here was rough, and I don't think he ever should have been here as a Piston. I think that's the biggest issue. But I'm not going to take that away from him as a Piston himself. I thought he came here with a great attitude. He loved the city. Mm-hmm. He took it on, and I think he was. I think he was. I'd, I'd never seen a better Blake Griffin than the two years that he was healthy here. Yeah. That that Bucks, you know, series. I thought. I don't think you're going to see a more complete Blake Griffin. You know, from a shooting standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. Um, I really thought he had a good run here. I know they didn't win a lot, but I thought him in particular. I thought he was a. I thought he was a great player. Yeah, Blake was Blake was really good here. I think the problem I had with Blake, and I think we've mentioned it last yeah. week, is he just made the team very stagnant. Oh yeah, and for sure. like yeah, and like he, it's like he was good enough to give the Pistons false hope of yeah going to run. You, you created stuff. a really bad big three. Is yeah, what you did. it's what you did, yeah. and that that like. It's not his fault necessarily. Oh no! But like sure. him and Drummond and Reggie or whatever. Like yeah. everyone's like, the, the, this rebuild could have been basically been happening and almost be done going yeah. into this year, next year. Instead, it Just lasted starting. two or three extra years because you thought Blake would yeah. be able to get you over the edge, kind of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was um, Stan Van Gundy trying to save his job, trying to get to the playoffs, trying to turn the ship around immediately. Yeah. But instead, what you did was you just kicked this can down the no, road. Right. It's like, okay, great, we're five hundred. And then we're just going to get steamrolled by Milwaukee, yeah. you know, and it's – you just never really had enough. And I think the the inability for Andre Drummond either to develop, I think also really uh, – Reggie Jackson becoming the worst point guard ever also didn't help. Mm-hmm. But I think Andre Drummond not developing into more than I think he was expected to, I think also hurt as well. Um, so I think that, you know, bringing Blake in, it's like, okay, we got star power now. We got people he's, you know, someone's like, we're going to draw him in. We're going to draw people into the building. Unfortunately, even he came into the exact same situation he came in in the Clippers. He didn't have anybody else to help him out, you know. So I think he played at times, you know, MVP caliber level at times. I think he played really well. I think he developed a three-point shot here, which was which was never really there in L.A. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as explosive, but I think he was more complete player here in Detroit. And yeah. I hope he goes somewhere, and I hope he wins. I really do. I'm, I'm glad that he was a Piston for the time he was. It was cool. It's cool to see superstars mm-hmm. here in, the, in Detroit. We don't get it a lot. So, um just something interesting there. But let's talk about the NBA as a whole here. Let's just do a quick check-in. 
Um, I'm assuming I'm not. I'm gonna ask this question, but I already know the answer. I'm assuming, Mike, you're 100% still on Team Lakers or winning the championship there. Sure. I am still 100% okay. on Team Lakers. Is there any wavering at all on that? Like a little bit, even anything. LeBron hasn't taken a game off yet this year. He took one. Did he took one. He, he, I guess. Well, okay, me. he took one against the Kings that last game before the All Star break. Okay, so really, they, like, but like yeah. not really. Yeah, it was just kind of like I don't really want to play this last game. I'm just gonna sit at home while you guys go to Kings. Yeah, the Kings. But um, I am not quavering at all. I think they still, even though people are freaking out, like, oh my god, they went on a losing streak or mm-hmm. whatever. I um, hate that, by the way. I hate that so yeah. much when it's in the NBA. It's like they're three game losing, like. They got 80 games. Yeah. Like, calm it down. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, they lost their two best players for like four games. Yeah. And they went and they played four really good. It's teams not like in the lost. NFL. Oh, they're on a three game losing. Okay, that's like half. That's like a quarter that's of your like season. Of the it's season. like, dude, like, can we just give so, it a minute? Yeah. And like, so I'm not worried. Let me. I'll be worried if AD comes back and they're still losing, and then they still hit a big losing streak. Then I'll go. Okay, maybe there's concern. But as of right I now, I have no think, concern. It, it, you, we are at a point. In LeBron's career, especially, where it's like if he gets in the playoffs, that's when you got to start paying attention. Yeah. He's gonna get to the playoffs. So if he doesn't, you're like, oh, this is great. We just yeah. avoided that buzzsaw this year altogether. But if he does, it's like I don't care what you did in the regular season. Like he, I wish he would just come out and go. I'm just gonna do just the bare minimum just to get us here into a, a, a favorable spot for our playoff seating. And then after that, I'm going to coast. Because that's what he could do. Like, yeah, legitimately, him and Anthony Davis could take days off, like, just flip-flop games. I'm guessing he'd still be a four seed. Yeah. It's that simple. So, I'm not concerned in the slightest when a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nets or any of these teams, where they go on a four or five game loser and go, okay, cool, mm-hmm. great. It, it, it's such a small blip. The, what's wrong with them? Nothing's wrong with them. They just don't care. They're like, we're already fine. Um, is there a team in the West that you think like is there is there a solid number two for you? Is it the Clippers? Is it the Mavs? Is you know like who is it for you right now? Because I was expecting, I think we both were expecting the Mavericks to really take a step forward this year. I haven't seen that. I think Luke is playing out of his mind, but Porzingis does not look like the Porzingis when he was with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not seeing that real development there in Dallas. I think that's who we were kind of hoping for. LA is LA. They got enough star power as is. I think they're probably the number two team. But is there another? Is there a team outside of those ones for you that you're looking at? Going maybe is it Denver? Even I don't know. Like because like they're up and down too. So I haven't seen some of these teams that really shined in the playoffs last year kind of take control yeah. of their own destiny. It's all kind of kind of been a hodgepodge. Yeah, uh, the Clippers are easily the number two. Um, like easy. Yeah. Like it's them two right. and like a pretty big gap and then. Utah, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Another man, big gap, yeah. and then like everyone else, yeah, kind like, of. That's a scary um, thought that Utah is the third. I mean, nothing yeah. against Utah, but I'm like, come on, yeah, you're Utah. Uh, yeah, the Clippers definitely. If if you told me like if you were like a, a time traveler <laughs> and you came back and told me, hey, the Lakers don't make the finals, yeah, you're, you're I'll out. go, okay, so the Clippers were there, yeah. Like that's the other, like right. uh, that's the first thing I'll direct. And then I go, to. no. And I'm like, no, that's first. Oh, actually, first of all, that is not okay. That should not happen. You're like, did LeBron die? Plain accident. <laughs> and then, yes, that's exactly what just happened. Yeah, so it's the Lakers. Yeah, if it's not the Lakers, it's, it will be the Clippers. Yeah. Um, Do you think we get that matchup this year? Do we think we finally get it? I. <laughs> I think we do. I legitimately do. I think we do. I think we do because if not, like, the Clippers will be literally laughed at 
forever. Ever. Because they're never going to win one then. Yeah. If you can't, like year two, you've had all this time to gel. I'm going to say yes. You think it happens in the Western Conference Finals, though? Do you think they somehow like that? I think they match enough and like the semis. I think, I think the only way they match up if it's in the semis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, I don't. Because this is gonna be really unfortunate for Clippers fans. Is <laughs> I don't think you make it out of the second round this year again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do not. Really? No, because I think they match up with. I think they're right now. If the playoffs start right now, I yeah. think they would get Dallas again in the first round. That's not easy. And that's not easy. And then right now, right mm-hmm. now, you would play the Lakers in the second round. Yeah. Like that's like because of the two three. Right. 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 Um, and Who's number one right now? Utah. You always not as you. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, if for some reason I think the Lakers are going to try to get the four to play Utah in the second round, so they can avoid the Clippers as far as possible. Yeah. I think then Denver's the four. Denver would probably play them, and honestly, Denver could play them really hard and maybe beat them again. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked either way. <laughs> They'd have the exact same road they did last year, which yeah, I think hilarious. would be really funny too. Hilarious. But um, I do not think. Paul George, I'm gonna be better. I'm I don't think they get to the Western Conference Finals this year. That'd be so bad, and so it would be awful for them. So bad, but I so I think I think you can get it if it's in the semis. Okay, but uh, I don't. Th- I'm not confident enough in the Clippers yet. Okay, to say I need to watch them like decimate whoever they play in the first round for me to feel confident. Right, because last year it was a struggle. Though, it was even a struggle. even though I picked the Clippers and Lakers to make the Western Conference Finals, right. watching that Dallas series and literally You're like, can Ver- I go back and change? It, yeah, it was Luca yeah. versus the world. I was like, they're not going to get past Denver. Yeah, like right. sorry, they're not going to because right. Luca is putting up like fifty points mm-hmm. and they can't guard anybody. Mm-hmm. So I honestly show me that they can really lock down whoever they play. I am going to uh, take. Yeah. Anyone against. Uh, so almost. in the East, though, right? Let's switch. Our, let's switch conferences, right? Yes. You know, obviously the Pistons. The Pistons are very firmly in last in the they East, and they are definitely trying to go for. Who's the kid that the number one guy that they're trying? Kate Cunningham. Yeah, you go. From sure. Oklahoma State. Right. Pretty he's a point guard, guard, though, right? He's a. He's a combo guard. Combo guard. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Go to shooting guard then. Um, but uh, you know, so the Pistons are clearly not in it. But that's so unfortunate. Yeah, I know. We really had no. I'm not. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you know that like Saban Lee and all these guys are getting tons of playing time. Yeah, like it's I, all yeah. going according to the way yeah. Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey wanted to go. Yes. Right now. They're like, I agree. we're losing, but we're not losing bad. It's all good. You know what I mean? It's it's perfect. Yeah, they look they look okay. They look competent. Case. Yes. But they don't but you just like but you're just not good enough yet. Yes. And that's okay. And that is perfectly okay. The amount of like literally two guys are left from before Weaver guy. It's crazy. Anyway, um but in the East though, right? You've got a thriving 76ers team right now. You've got um, a super duper team in the Nets, right? That are probably going to bring in Blake Griffin, I would assume. You know, you've got these other teams like Boston. I don't really know what Boston is anymore. I, I don't know how a team went from, okay, this is going to be LeBron's out of the East. This is our time to immediately, all right, we're a five seed. Um, you know, you've got the Heat that are they're still in the mix, but I'm still waiting for them to catch fire. Um, you got like the Knicks and stuff that are playing better, which you didn't kind of expect, but they're not, they're not a threat though. I mean, tell me, you know, and then obviously Milwaukee, right? Yeah, they, 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 they right. back up. Yeah, so like for me, where are you at with these? Because I, it's basically a pick em for me a little bit right now. I have trust issues with the 76ers, so it's hard for me to be like, nope, this is the year that they make to the conference finals and then we get a good series, right? But all intents and purposes, and Beats playing great, Simmons looks good. What do I, you know, yeah, what am I missing? See, here's the funny thing is, I have trust issues with everyone. everyone yeah. <laughs> So I have to then at that point I have to take my trust issues aside yeah. because I don't trust 
Anybody. I don't. I don't trust yeah. Giannis. I don't trust the Sixers. I don't trust the Nets because I don't trust James Harden and yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Right. I trust KD. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, KD is a baller yeah, in the he's playoffs. A baller he's in the very playoffs. good. Yes. I don't trust James Harden and Kyrie in the playoffs. No. So I don't trust them. The Pacers or whatever. Miami. They just once once the league found out how to stop Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, they mm-hmm. were like nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. Toronto doesn't have enough star power, and Boston is falling off the face of planet Earth. I don't get it. I don't understand. And that. I don't understand either. Yeah. So I don't trust any of those teams. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like way more firmly even if the Lakers like. Fell off the face of the planet, like mm-hmm. LeBron, like they were like the worst yeah. Whoever's ever. coming out of the West, like, I think is firmly feel, got this I feel very confident in saying like the Clippers or like Denver or the Mavs could make a run. Like I'm very confident in that the East. I'm like I'm not confident any of these teams making mm-hmm. a run, but I will say the team I'm most confident in is the Sixers. Okay, because I think is this East, finally the year that they put it all together I and make that run? I think so. I think they have. Um, they're long. They're they they play great defense and they finally put shooters around. Yeah, like they have Danny and Seth. Curry, yep. who are just phenomenal three-point shooters right. around Ben Simmons, who can't shoot outside of four feet to save his life, yeah. and Embiid's finally playing like MVP level and not getting hurt every other game <laughs> to the point where like and and Tobias is like a very underrated third option. Oh yeah, Tobias Harris is very good. He's like very like good. he just like yeah. they're like hey we need a bucket and they're all guarding us. Uh, if your third option is averaging eighteen points a game, you can't be mad. Yeah, about solid. Yeah. So everyone's going, oh man, these Nets are just so unstoppable, and I go listen. Those Sixers can and really match up. against the Nets yes. because they have nobody who can... Like, DeAndre Jordan has yeah. no chance. The, here's the thing with... So, I'm, I'm taking Milwaukee slightly out of it because it's really just the Giannis show. And I think you can game plan around to stop Giannis. We've mm-hmm. seen it already. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to take them slightly out of it. I kind of look at more the Nets-Sixers as, like, the real yeah. matchup. For I think we get strip. some good semi semifinal matchups, though. Yeah, there's some really good... Whoever yeah. Milwaukee... Fights in the in the second yeah. round, whether it's Toronto, Miami, whatever, yeah. that'll be a fun one. And then you'll probably get Sixers, Nets in the right in the other game. Right. That would be phenomenal too. So, but those those are the two teams I really see fighting. And the thing is, and I go back to the Lakers thing, uh, for, for Nets defensively, is I go, Embiid can guard KD relatively well because he's yeah. big and athletic, right? right? right. Who's gonna guard Embiid? Right, exactly. that that's the problem. And exactly. same thing with like Anthony yeah. Davis, right? right? Where I go, yeah, Anthony Davis can sit on KD. KD can't sit on Anthony Davis and Correct. effectively guard him when he's Correct. on. Yeah. So I go, that's like the matchup where I think Embiid's gonna eat so much, yep. and I think Ben Simmons. No one can really stop Ben Simmons because he's kind of like LeBron at driving, mm-hmm. and no one they don't have like that big guard to guard Correct. Simmons. Yeah, Kyrie can't do it, and Ky- Kyrie can't just won't yeah. be able to guard Ben Simmons driving because he's right. not big enough. And so, well, the Nets are going to go into this playoff, these playoffs, and just hoping to we score. Got, we we got to put 150. Points. Points yeah, we got to put 120 points a night, and we just got to hope that we can hold them at the very end. Yeah, that's and the thing is, the Sixers be. are like, well, we're going to hold you to 90 points because that's right. what we do, right. and we're going to be able to score 100 if we have it, to. Yeah. So maintain ball possession for as long as they can. Really work the shot clock. Yeah, I think I think it's a match made in hell for the Nets. Personally, I, I mean, think I think a lot of these, even Milwaukee, to a certain extent. I oh yeah, because you got Drew Holiday now there now too. So you've got yeah. two big bigger guys that are going to be able to really dictate, along with Middleton, who's a very lengthy dude. Yeah, he's I, very I mean, underrated. I don't know who's going to guard like like who's hard and guard there. Is he exactly. guard point guard? Okay, that's fine. But it's just then you have to move Kyrie over. To yeah, guard it's going to be bad. Like, so Durant's going to have to put up forty a night. Yeah, almost. I think I think defensively Nets are going to have so many problems with mismatches yeah. all through the playoffs. And they 
gave up all their best defensive assets, like Levert, that Levert would have been the guy to, you know, come in and Levert, be a for. and uh, Who's the J- big tall guy? Jared Allen. Yeah, exactly. Are so, all the guys that I'm like, those are the key pillars for your defense. Yeah. And they're not there anymore because you were like, ah, oh, we got to get that offensive firepower, right. which I don't think you really needed. I think it was more KD was like, I don't trust Kyrie enough. Yeah, exactly. So we need yeah, I think else. you made your bed when you signed Kyrie. It's like, oh, maybe you should have swung the trade and... Yeah, maybe say some other people, but uh, interesting enough. But we'll talk more NBA playoffs. Obviously, this gets closer. So but that's, Sixers, that's, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's I'm, hey, listen. I would love to see that matchup: yeah. Sixers versus Lakers. Uh, Lakers. I'd be down with that. That'd that be cool. Phenomenal. I'm excited for the playoffs. I, the NBA playoffs the last couple of years have been pretty good. I've been I've really enjoyed them. Um, the Heat run last year was a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah. um, all right, let's check back. <laughs> let's check back in. Um, you know, let's check in on the NFL here a little bit. A couple big storylines that we need to follow. The fr- the biggest one. Um, is obviously the Russell Wilson situation. The Deshaun Watson stuff will hit on in a second, but there hasn't been a lot of movement there because the Texans are stupid. So um, with, with with Russell Wilson, though, and, and, and this is one plays near and dear to Mike's heart you know, for a couple reasons. Number one, he's a big Russ guy. Number two, he's a big Seattle Seahawks fan. I don't necessarily know if this relationship is quote-unquote damaged upon repair like it is in Houston and with Deshaun, um, but it's not good. You know, Seattle's pissed because he's coming out there and he's like, well, you guys, you know, blah, 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 you're not helping me, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's pissed because he's like, listen, I, I'm telling you what's wrong with the team and you're just basically saying we're not, we're ignoring you and we don't care about what we think. But even though we said we care, but we really don't. So there's hurt feelings all the way around. You know, there's a lot of rumors swirling about Russell would wave his no trade clause to go to Chicago, which I think is a terrible place for him to go. For a couple reasons, just from an offensive standpoint, but I digress. Um, two questions for you, Mike. Does Russell Wilson get traded? Okay. And B, where does he go? He only put four teams that he thinks he'd like to go to, right? It's it's Chicago, New Orleans, Dallas, and Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the four teams that he would be like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So does he get traded? And um, what team does he go to if he gets traded? And then a third one: What's the compensation that Seattle gets? Yeah. Um, well, see, so I let's say, does yeah. he get traded? Yes or no? Do you well, think I don't think he gets traded. I don't think so either. I, I think I the think, price I tag think, is going to be too much. I think. I think at the end of yeah, I think they're going to ask for way too much. It's yep. going to be like we can't give you away, so we're just going to yeah, you're just going to have to roll with it. Yeah, and I think I think eventually they're going to get to a point where it's like. Okay, we're gonna start incorporating what you want because yeah, right. I think I think you're gonna see the first like two or three games they're gonna try to like do this run heavy whatever they're gonna do yep. and they're gonna lose the first two games of the season they're gonna go so that's not working so Russ what did you want to do oh you wanted to air it out more okay and then they're gonna air it out and win like three straight and then right. they're gonna go shit you were right okay yep. my bad I was right. wrong I think that's kind of like what we're looking at for that right so I don't think he gets traded but I'll change my answer to yes just to answer all the other questions. Yeah. So if he does get traded... We're 53 days, as of this recording, we're 53 days away from the draft. So it's going to happen sooner rather than later yes. if he does get dealt. Um, I think that he will go to uh, the Bears because oh, I think suck. I think that the Ooh. Saints are like, we got Jameis and Taysom and we're $100,000 million over the cap, so we don't have that kind of money. I don't, I don't even know how they would... They'd have to give up so much. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to give up so many draft picks and so many... Players, but yeah. Seattle doesn't have a great cap either. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I think the Saints are kind of out of the picture. Dallas is fine with Dak Prescott and, yeah, and laughed at the fact that Russell Wilson coming there. And I said, okay, we don't want you there. I don't want you there anyway. So screw Dallas. Well, Dak wants $40 million a year, and it's like, oof, yeah. I don't know if that's going to get a yeah. double franchise tag again. Yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. 
Um, yeah, take the double franchise tag. You get a lot of money after. Yeah. And then I think Vegas is the only other place because I could realistically see. Oh, John Gruden will definitely John Gruden will, will, Absolutely. will on it. But I think, I think the Bears is probably the optimal threat landing spot. But then the compensation comes in, and I think it's going to be at the very least three first round picks plus. I think a defensive starter. Plus defensive starter, plus maybe even like fourth or fifth rounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah, some, some other stuff. I yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I'll say the first, I'm like, you can just add in like a fourth, like whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. whatever spices the deal enough to get it done or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a haul to get it. Do you, do you think, though, that it, making this kind of trade, though, right? Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, and I think this goes for the Deshaun Watson thing as well, where it's like, okay, we're gonna give up all these assets to get you. That's great, but by the way, we don't have any assets now to help you win. Yeah. It's it's one of those situations where like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's why I like the Lions trade a lot because they got a quarterback coming back. I get it, it's Jared Goff. You have you can have your reasons for why you like him or don't. The cap number is what it is, but they didn't. They get okay. Stafford's gone, right? He wanted to be traded. I get it. You get a court a starting caliber quarterback in return, and. You can you you got the assets now put around another guy as well. They didn't have to give up a whole bunch, you know what I mean, to, to do that. So I think it's like an optimal situation for them to not have to just be able to supplement. Even if they take a quarterback at seven in the draft, we've got resources to a trip to help build this kid rather than okay, yeah, we're going to get an established, proven talent, Russell Wilson, potential MVP guy every year, but. By the way, we don't have enough money now to re-sign Allen Robinson. We're not going to anyway because we're stupid. We don't have a legitimate number one threat. We don't really have a run game. Our our offensive line is above average, and our defense just got another whole year older. Mm-hmm. So your window, by the way, is about two years. So you better win now. By the way, Green Bay still exists. By the way, Tampa's still here. By the way, I don't know what New Orleans, but New Orleans is going to be somewhat competent at mm-hmm. least, right? Like the like you know. And by the way, San Francisco and the Rams and potentially Arizona are all going to be better next year. And you're like, all right, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a, it's if if you're Chicago, even like I get the allure. It's like, oh man, we're gonna, you know. And Chicago's that kind of team. They've done it before, where they're willing to package a lot to go get a guy. But at one point, you go, this is too much, even for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think you're you're once you start getting three first round picks plus more, that's where you really just go, wow, this is a lot for one guy. And I don't think we're gonna have enough to help him mm-hmm. get to where we want to be, which is then you know a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean if I was Chicago, I wouldn't do it just plain old that. I don't think the window for them. And he's thirty three. Yeah, I don't think the window should be now because, like you said, I think there's so many teams. Window is now. Yeah, I think you need to like push your window like two years down the road. Maybe, right. Let's open it when Brady's out of the NFC. Right. Hopefully, maybe Rodgers is even gone. And maybe Rodgers is going to be gone yeah. or maybe goes to an AFC team or whatever. Yep. And like more teams kind of like... We figure out how to stop Mahomes consistently. Yeah, like you, more yeah, things. Yeah, like, well, you, just, like, you figure out some more things and you go, okay, maybe in two years that's our window mm-hmm. when like all these other teams go bad and we can figure out how to beat Mahomes or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, I think that should be your window because if you try to make it right now, I think there's, it's overpopulated. The window is like... There's so many people looking in the window right now right. that it's like you're trying to find a spot to like. Yeah. Oh, can, I, can, I, can I peek? Yeah, in can here? I peek into? But yeah. like you're not going like, to find no, a spot because yeah. there are too many bigger people that are filling. So I'm going to be honest with you. Even with Russ, I don't know if Chicago can beat Green Bay. Like uh, honestly, like like uh, assuming that yeah. they lose Allen Robinson mm-hmm. and maybe David Montgomery may not be coming back either. I don't know if they have enough offensively yeah. because Russ has got a big number coming over too, right? Contract wise, so yeah. it's like I don't know if they have enough for him. 
to and he, like I said, he'll be the, he'll automatically he's the second best quarterback in the division clearly. But like I don't know if there's enough offensively for him to be like, oh no, I can beat Aaron if Aaron puts up thirty five. Right, because yeah, no, like it's not like Chicago is like stifled Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, year to year here. So it's yeah, like, no, I don't know, you know what, what I mean. Either, so. so it's just, it's one of those things like you're going to go to it, especially the Chicago one. Just confused me. I would understand a lot more if he wanted to go to New Orleans because I think that Tampa's window is like literally right now, so he could ride that out even if they don't win it right away. Mm-hmm. And he's got some pieces. I can even see Vegas because he goes, you know what? I can maybe match you. I can maybe match Mahomes. Maybe I can you know try and see if that works. They beat him once with Derek Carr. Maybe they did something. You know, they got a lot of young defensive pieces there. Plus the AFC, I feel like they have a, a bit of a run there. It's like, okay, you got Baltimore, Buffalo, and Kansas City, and then we can fill in. I'm, the worry about Vegas is that the AFC is a young yeah. um, conference, mm-hmm. which is like in like three years about to spurt into like oh, – yeah. like you, like you yeah, can The just Chargers look all are going to be there. Chargers are going to be there. Yeah. Jacksonville. It could potentially Martin, be there. The Jets, depending on they, what they do. Cincinnati could yeah. pop up in a minute. With Cleveland is there right now. Cleveland's there. So yep. like, like the AFC is like – you have like the powder keg ready to explode. Yeah, there's like seven teams that are like yep. we're about to like our window we're, we're about to peak the window in like three right. years and like there's gonna be like I right, wish, right now there's yeah. only two teams looking out the window. If, if in like two years yeah. it's gonna be like nine. If there was a team that I think that actually he could achieve immediate success on is actually Dallas. Because Dallas uh, you've got you've got you got Amari Cooper signed, right? You've got uh what's his what's his nuts, the other receiver that they drafted. CD Lamb. Lamb, right? You got Zeke. You got a decent offensive line. Your defense is atrocious. Don't get me wrong, but your division is also gross. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you win the division, right? And now we're in. We got a home playoff game. Okay, maybe we we automatically in the divisional round, yeah. basically. Now we just kind of roll the dice there a little bit, rather than yeah. I yeah, mean, the problem is I don't know if they're automatically in the divisional round because as a four seed, because you're not going to. No, no. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to play the five. Seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I no love offense. it. There's I love it. That was great. Good that was fantastic. Um, yeah, you play Tampa gonna, round one. Yeah, you're gonna play Tampa or uh, or New Orleans, New Orleans. Or, or San Francisco or Arizona or the Rams or yeah. something as a five seed. Yeah. yeah, good luck with that one. That's so true. with that defense, so I'll be down. Right maybe place. Seattle should just get their heads out of their asses and just maybe draft some offensive linemen or sign some people to help model. You already have help wide receiver wise. You're fine at running back. I think personally with Chris Carson, you bring him back. Just give him an offensive line. Just give him right and left tackles. Yeah. Just do that. Uh, we'll trade you Vitae. <laughs> no Nobody wants Vitae. But, all right. Uh, I'll trade Taylor Decker. No. Yeah, okay. Decker, That's fine for two firsts. That's fine. Yeah. You traded two for Jamal Adams. So, um, But uh, speaking of the Lions, though, right? They made a couple different moves here. Um, Kyle O'Brien, top lieutenant for Bob Quinn. He gone. Um, I think another guy, too, got release as well in the personnel department. So you're really starting to see the vetting uh, of whatever Patriot influence is there. It's kind of gone now at this point. Um, Lions made a signing. Tyrell Williams, wide receiver, played for uh, the Chargers. That's the Anthony Lynn connection for sure. He had his best years with Anthony Lynn. Signed a big contract with the Chargers, to, or with uh, the Raiders two years ago. Was hurt all last year. So he's gone. Um, it's a one-year deal. 4.6, I think, is the number. It can be up to 6.2 based off of incentives. Uh, we also saw some restructuring. Jamie Collins' deal got restructured. I don't know how much cap they actually got from the restructuring and adding the voidable years. Um, and Desmond Trufant is gone, or he's going to be gone at the beginning of the league year. So they're saving $6 million there. If you're the Lions going into free agency here, Mike, 
Um, because every year, I think Lions fans get wrapped up in this thought of they're not doing anything. And I think that's going to be one of these years where I don't think the Lions are necessarily going to be swimming in the massive shark waters. I think they're going to be more going for like the tuna-sized water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's – I don't think that they're going to be landing Allen Robinson, right? I don't think they're going to land these the, the sexy available free agents that are potentially going to get cut due to the cap restraints and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're the Lions or if, if you're you know, a fan of the Lions, what do you want to see out of this free agency period? I anticipate – 40 to 60% of the bottom half of this roster to be completely gutted and rebuilt mm-hmm. within two seasons. That's my personal opinion. I think that's pretty clear what they're going to do. I think they're going to go, I think they go off, I think they have a list. And in a couple days here, we're just going to see goodbye, 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 goodbye. Um, so just give me your thoughts on what do you want to see them do? You know what I mean? Like, is it one of those, like the Martin Mayhew, where like, hey, listen, we're, we're going to go target. Reggie Bush and Glover Quinn. Those are our two targets that we need to go sign. And after that, we'll sign a whole bunch of blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to go sign Golden Tate. We have to go sign Golden Tate. Like, that's our number one priority is getting him. Like, do you anticipate it's one of those? Or is it going to be the year that's like, all right, we got Devin Kennard and Christian Jones coming in. Like, those are the the, the headliners of a group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's going to it's if, if it's anything, it's going to be more like yeah. Devin Kennard. I actually don't think we're going to sign like anybody yeah like like not even like nobody like i i, yeah. I would i wouldn't expect to sign anybody yeah because i think anybody they, big I guess. anybody yeah anyone of like like if you're gonna put name value like whatever right. receiver we just signed yeah tyler williams, tyler williams yeah. probably name value of that guy where yeah. like you go if you're like a really big football fan you're like yeah i've heard of him. yeah i know him right like exactly. but i've never really watched him play kind of thing right like you're getting a lot of you think their big move is just franchising ken probably yeah that would probably I, I be the biggest move. yeah um and I, I guess I won't hate it. It's fine. I think I think there's going to be some defensive signings. Um, I think that they're really going to look at this defensive line and go, woof. Because like I said, I, I personally think that Nick Williams could be released, and I think uh, Danny Shelton could be released. So that's yeah. your starting two defensive tackles. Even if they keep Penasini in the starting lineup, what do you do with Deshaun Hand? You need another defensive tackle, at least one. You're going to yeah. need to sign cornerback as well. Even if you bring back Daryl Roberts as your four, what do you do about Mike Ford? There's there's some there's definitely some uh, some areas in the secondary that you're going to need to sign, right? Safety position. What are you doing there? Is Will Harris going to be your starting strong safety? Kind of want to throw up a little bit there, right? You know, what is Tracy Walker's status? I mean, I, I wanted a Pro Bowl year out of him last year. It couldn't have been worse. But is that scheme or is that something else? So I think there's a lot of area. I think, actually, they made draft for safety based off Brad Holmes' comment. He's like, I really like the safety class. I go, so that's your third-round pick, probably. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's this is a year where because the cap is down and because of the kind of the wonky situation that Bob Quinn and Patricia put us in from a salary cap perspective, it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do and how they're going to kind of finagle how much money they really have to play with. You yeah, know what I mean, so right. it's going to be it's one of those things. Where it's like every time we see somebody cut, you're like okay, but now we got to see who's going to be that replacement. Like okay, Trufant's gone. So where the anticipation is that, okay, Awarie and Okuda are your starting corners in 2021, mm-hmm. right? Fine. Does Coleman stay? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. If he does, then you need another corner yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, know. Know, I actually I wouldn't expect 
if people get cut that there's not going to be immediate replacements. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, we're going to cut uh, Mike right. Ford or you're right. going to cut like Will Harris or something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect them to be like, all right, we cut this guy so we need another guy. Yeah. I don't think you'll see that. I oh, no. Gonna, no, no, no. Not, not a one for one, but like yeah. I do think at certain positions they were already thin. Yeah. Like corner especially, right? Like they have three corners on their roster right yeah. now. So it's like they're clearly going to need to bring in some people yeah. to kind of fill that out. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's just going to be interesting to see because really outside of – Oh, God, offensive line, I guess. Maybe running back. I, I, uh, probably the two spots that they don't necessarily need to sign anybody right mm-hmm. off the bat. Um, but even that, I, th- I think you could sign an interior offensive lineman for sure. You need to figure out what your right tackle spot is. Lots of holes for this mm-hmm. for this football team going forward. But it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it. Because if nothing else, I anticipate, and I think the Tyrell Williams kind of signals that a little bit, is that you're going to see a lot more athleticism mm-hmm. being signed here than I think we've seen in the past couple of years. So, which a lot is going more to be physical play. No, no, I think it's just going to be more like just straight up, like okay, this guy's just fat. Like Tyrell Williams is four four yeah. forty, right? It's like he's just fast, yeah. right? Like we need someone to be faster than yeah. everybody else. So, but I agree with you. People who can bite kneecaps off Blame are definitely going to be a premium. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, not low intelligence. <laughs> I anticipate that's going to be a little bit the first year. Like, yeah. we're going to like lead the league in like unnecessary roughness or something stupid. It's going to cost us a couple games. Or no, no, because here's where the comedic gold is. Yeah. Is we're, we're going to be like super well maintained. Super yeah. well maintained. <laughs> and we're going to go, you know, you lied to us because you said we're playing kneecaps. Off. I didn't see one kneecap being ripped off. Not one. No, first play of the game. Toward kneecap. First play of the game against the Packers. I want Jared Davis with a late hit. On Aaron Rodgers, pick him up and power bomb his ass through the table. Only one person on earth wants that. That's me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just run through his ass. Oh, you know. Okay, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, Seattle plays Rams week one. Oh, oh, come on. Get that number one. Come on, come on. That's not funny. Can it be year two? No, year one. Fine. All right, it's fine. Whatever. No, wait till year three and then he can win or do whatever. (laughs) Yeah, when we don't get any conversation left. First year, yeah. kneecap, gone. Uh, all right. Maybe uh, broken back. I'll make or... that trade, though. I'd make that trade, though. What? Like, okay, Stafford goes out for the year. It means Rodgers is out for the year. Done. Sold. Perfect, yes. Sold. Right. Sold. <laughs> but you're anticipating, though, that, that, that Russ is staying in Seattle. <laughs> oh, I don't. No, I don't care. I just Geno don't. Smith? No, I, I'm, I'm only saying that yeah, from for, a Lions for the Lions' perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. perspective. I don't care if the 49ers do good. Like, I, don't, I, don't honestly, good. I don't think the Rams are going to. I think the Rams are going to go basically the exact spot that they went last year. Maybe just because the NFC is so stacked, I don't anticipate the. I know they're expecting Stafford to just like take him to the Super Bowl. I go, yeah, but like you're, that's a lot of I know. much you're, they're, you're they're, hedging. They're expecting Stafford to be like 14 and 2, easy Super Bowl bound. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know what you're looking at here. Yeah, like, I don't, like, yeah. like, you guys are going to be like 10 and 6, 11 and 5. Yeah, give me 11 and 5. Maybe twelve and four if he has yeah. a great year and stays healthy. But you're also anticipating that defense to be as locked down yeah. as it was last year. That's the key. Yeah. I don't think it's the offense that's going to have the problem. It's going to be defensively. Can you lock people down? Yeah. And I don't think you're going to be able to do it as consistently as you just did. Mm-hmm. But I digress. All right, let's check in here a little bit on the squared circle action, then we'll get out of here. Uh, we got a new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Um, I think he's what like the. The third, third, third black uh, WWE champion ever, like WWE champion, right? We got The Rock, Kofi, and Bobby, right? Is that it? Am I missing anybody? No, I saw that stat the other day. Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Because I know Booker T was like world heavyweight champion and stuff, um, but I think that's it. I think that's it. Anyway, regardless, right? Good for him. You know, they, you know, they teased it all Monday. You know, I was one of those suckers that got sucked in and was just like, all right, I'm waiting for it. it better freaking happen. And at least they did, right? 
Um, thoughts on thoughts on how this went down though? Like, do you think this kind of diminishes the value of the money in the bank and just like kills this? Like, do you think it just needs to go back to being a, a match at WrestleMania? I just, mean, I think I think the money in the bank for like the last like five years, has been literally awful. five or eight years, has been yeah. like awful and like yeah. not needed. I Actually, agree. so I think I think you've worsened my wrestling life slightly. <laughs> so why? I, because I started so you once you introduced me to New Japan, yeah. back in like 2016, 2015 or whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's gonna change your life. Yeah, you said it's gonna change my life, <laughs> and it definitely has. Yeah, it's and really here's you. why. Yeah. Is you watch like New Japan and like you look at a guy like Sonata or something, yeah. and it takes him like five, like the importance of their world title because it takes like five years yeah, to, to get finally there. climb the mountain and get there. Yeah. And then WWE has a concept where it's like you can win this one random ladder match. Yeah. A guy like Otis can mm-hmm. win a ladder match and then just randomly cash in and be world champion. Mm-hmm. And I go, this is like the dumbest thing once you see what New Japan does. And they're like, it takes like yeah. eight years. For- like, I had to win the G1 twice. Twice. <laughs> And I didn't go through this grueling G1 where you fight every single day. I know. Twice. Have like an hour and a half match. I had to go through the tag, the junior tag, to junior heavyweight champion, to never Never open weight, weight. to then had to go to back to tags, then win the IC title, lose it immediately, go back to go to the IC title again just to get the world title. And guys like like CM Punk was like, money in the bank, cash in, I'm a world champ. And I just go, man, I just hate the concept now because I'm just like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a nice little like pop of like, oh, this guy's going to come out and win the world title. Yeah. Cool. But it's only fun when guys that you really want to see breakthrough. Like, that's like, if Cesaro won, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. Right. Dolph Ziggler, when he did his cash, it was like, finally. Edge, when he did the first time, it was like, yes. When you already had main event level guys win it, that just maybe hadn't broken through. Yeah, no. Those are the ones that were awesome, but they've diluted it now where it's like, oh, great. Baron Corbin, Alberto Del Rio, The Miz. Exactly. Again. Like, it's like, oh, sucks. Like those ones, I'm like, I just hate that, like, this guy, like, yes. just wins his random match. Right. Like, t- yeah. like ladder mm-hmm. match thing. Like, if it was for, like, if you could cash in for, like, the U.S. title, yeah. it would be fine. I mean, I'm, technically, like, right. it's any championship that they choose, but who, that's I thought, just it was, I thought it was always wrong. Well, so. they, t- they just say any championship. So I mean, I guess the but no one. But no one ever cashed. No, one, no one's done to cash on the U.S. champ. Right. Like, yeah. I can just win that by just not being very good. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what I mean. I just like after yeah. watching, I'm like, I just hate the concept of money in the bank. Now that we bring it up, yeah. Because of that reasoning, right. And like in the last like five years, like Brock Lesnar won it, and exactly. I said, why the why does he need to win it? Right. Yeah, like, like why? why would Cena ever need to win money? Yeah, like Cena won money, and I said, why? Yeah, I'm exactly. like, just give it, like, like I said, like, anybody else. If yeah. it's like Cesaro, sure, fine, right. I'm, I'm, I'll roll with it. Right. Or, or when like Otis wins it, mm-hmm. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like let's shock everybody. Okay, you shock everybody, but no one cares about. Or like the Miz gets it, and wins it for like a week and a half, and then has to yeah. give it up. I'm a like, two week title run. You're like, cool. I'm like, it's dumb. Yeah. It's just, it's just for the people that are like. Huh, let's go through WWE. Well, it's swerving to swerve them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but Bobby Lashley is world champion, though. I mean, he's never been hotter, right? He's never been, you know, booked as well or as strong, pretty much ever, quite frankly. Even when he was ECW champion, he's yeah. never been booked as strong. I mean, thoughts on Bobby Lashley going into WrestleMania as WWE champion? Are you are you okay with, with him as champion? I mean, talk about making a monster by just having him beat everybody, like, straight up. I mean... I think they've done a really nice job of building him up to be a credible champion. Yeah, I wish they would have went almost the opposite route and would have had um, 
McIntyre just keep it till Mania and just be like, because I like, agree with you on like, that. Like, I would like, agree with you. Just, on that. We're logically yeah. think that McIntyre is probably just going to win the title, and you want him to get that title win at Mania. Yeah. But like, wouldn't a title win be the same thing as retaining the title at Mania? Yeah. Like, it's like no different, really. Right. right? Like, yeah. like it's it's yeah. kind of the same thing. So I'm like, I wish that he would have just like maintain the title this whole way. Lesnar's like, I just lost the US title. I didn't get pinned, but yeah. like he's going through killing people because he mm-hmm. wants the world title so bad. Oh, yeah, and right. then they bad this match. Right. McIntyre wins or whatever, mm-hmm. or that's what I presumably I think is gonna happen. Yeah. And then like he retains. He doesn't win it but he retains. I feel like it's just better to keep a lot than yeah. like McIntyre loses it for three weeks I will, just for or, last year to win. And then, or they could have done it where, okay, fine, McIntyre goes in as challenger, but he drops it sooner in the process, right? Where you don't have this weird hodgepodge run. That's what, or, yeah, drop it at yeah. like TLC or yeah, something. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. I'm with you. So I would I think you dropped it too late. Yeah, I know. I agree. Like, like, yes. like it's like four weeks or five weeks. And, I and that's right the thing. As I, I don't know how they're going to now get. I, you know, we've heard now reports that Vince basically just scrapped almost everything outside of basically Edge and Roman and. Uh, Bianca and Sasha, right? Yeah. So it's like, are they going to try to bring Brock back? Are they going to do this? Because if they try to do a Brock Lesnar and they do a triple threat, that'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I'm like, whew, boy, that is a lot of meat in one yeah. ring right there, right? And it's like, okay, so Brock's going to die early on, then come back and kill him. As long as Brock doesn't win, I don't care. Yeah, but like, exactly. yeah. you know, that's the thing. It's that's they seem to do. Are they going to bring Goldberg back too? Let's have all the old people that hurt people in there. Let's bring Taker back. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it all. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those things to where, you know, I like the fact that I was happy for Bobby. I was. When he won the title, I was like, you know what? Good for you. Like, you earned it. You've never been bigger. I like how the Hurt Business is a legitimate faction. You know, they didn't just walk around together. Like, they got the tag titles. They got the U.S. title. They got the world title now. It's it's all really kind of clicking for them in a lot of regards. It's something Raw has desperately needed. Um it's a little bit hard because I think that it's like, okay, Roman is already such a defined heel at this point and is really doing a really, really, really nice job on SmackDown. It's almost hard to be like, all right, so Bobby's kind of doing the same thing a little. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, everyone's just chasing these guys. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it was kind of nice to have a little bit of balance on both yeah. shows. But I'm interested to see because I think if given the time, I think McIntyre and Bobby could be good. It's either going to be, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to be really physical and people are going to enjoy it. Or it's going to be slow and brooding, and it's going to suck. So I'm assuming it's McIntyre and Lashley at Mania, um, and once, if nothing else, I think that's a pick 'em. I think I think you could either go either way with it. I think people will, will have a good time with it. So interested to see how they set that up mm-hmm. at Fastlane going forward. But it is what it is. Um, uh, the other big news, I guess, coming out of the wrestling side of things, though, is New Japan is officially making the decision to unify. The IWGP World Heavy, I'm sorry, IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental to establish the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship because the wording matters. Um, I feel like I'm on whose lines in anyway, where the yes. points don't matter. But uh, no, so I, a super pissed. I'm super bummed out about it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Um, I don't think you needed to do this, I guess is my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have a secondary championship that was had enough credibility. I know they want to continue to expand their growth in the U.S. That's why the U.S. title needs to quote-unquote mean more. But I just don't get it. I don't agree with the decision to unify both championships. I thought they were the only company that has made their secondary championship mean as close to a world championship without it being a world championship as possible mm-hmm. with the kind of champions that they've had. And now they're getting rid of that lineage for no real good reason. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't care as much as probably you do. I think it's... I, I don't think... The IC matches have always been really good. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like... I think I think the never open weight kind yeah. of fills that void mm-hmm. of like all of. I think I think it gives it defined like mid card to world title, right. and I'm really hoping that if you if you have guys that borderline it, mm-hmm. they're just gonna push them to the heavyweight mm-hmm. title picture now. Yeah, because like if you have guys like Sonata and Osprey, because I just hate having the same like three four people. I agree every with you. I, I, yeah, I top like, yeah, for like, sure. Like or yep. whatever. Yep. So now maybe this instead of like all these like. Like you have like four guys in the main event picture for the world title, then you have like six guys for the IC, and then all these guys for the never open weight. Now it's like, all right, maybe we'll push up Osprey, Sonata, mm-hmm. right. e- yeah. e- Evil, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> I love that this little slight jab. Yeah. Uh, some of these people that were like yeah. maybe in the U in the IC picture right. will just be like, all right, now we're gonna put you in the heavyweight picture, mm-hmm. and like it's gonna be like U eight or U nine kind yeah. of vying for the spot mm-hmm. because then it just gives more. Fun matches. And yeah, it's like for sure. Every Wrestle Kingdom for the last three years gone. All right, so it's going to be some mix of Naito, Naito Okada, Jay White, and Ibushi. Right. Like maybe you can't Sonata thrown in and Osprey. Those yeah. two guys. I just I like the fact that the IC Championship was a championship that you could be that could headline a show and that like could be fought over by by some of the top talent without having to be the world champion. Right. Yeah. I just enjoyed that fact of it. I thought they did a really nice job of establishing the championship. Maybe not early on. I mean MVP, Masato Tanaka, maybe not that, but then you had the Godos and you had the Nakamura's and you had Tanahashi, you had Jay White, you had Naito, you had Jericho. You had a lot of guys that were really establishing that championship to mean something, right? So that was just my I guess my issue with the whole thing was was just that. Um you know, I, I'm hoping that means that the U.S. title means a little bit more. Okay. I'm hoping that means that the Never Openweight Championship maybe is... I think Never Openweight is going to pop There's really going to have some, you know, some heightened importance right with it. I, I think they've had a big uh, up in the junior heavyweight title too recently. Yeah. So I think that's also why they're like, let's put a little more... Yeah, emphasis. Emphasis on, yeah. Uh, on the junior heavyweight title, too. And that's cool, right? Yeah. Like, you know, at times the junior heavyweight championship meant a lot, right? When you had Devitt and Ibushi and Kenny and, you know... Uh, you know, Taguchi and all these other guys, Rocky Romero, you know, Koloff, all these guys, it was like, okay, cool. Like, there's a solid set, you know, guys. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, they're going to get a new belt, which is always fun, right? I'm kind of, I'm interested to see what that is because I love the current heavyweight championship that New Japan had. I love the IC as well, but I, I'm really digging, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm hoping to see the, you know, the Intercontinental yeah. there. Um, but, uh, Interested to see that. Sometimes, you know, that makes me a little nervous because it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be gross or something yeah. like that. But I'm hoping it's going to be super cool. Um, but I just uh, it just bums me J- out. Japan's titles are always good looking. So. They are, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. pretty, you know, standard. You know, last couple for sure have been pretty fantastic. So interested to see that. But um, last real quick thing, too. The report that potentially WWE is going to have new NXT women's tag titles. Why? Um, I... Literally threw up. Yeah, we talked yeah, about this off air a couple days ago, but yeah. I, I figured I'd bring it's, it up now. It's, it's an awful Let's end the show idea. on the worst note possible. It's an awful idea. I literally can't think of a worse idea. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Just have this one set yeah. roll through everybody. Yeah, Why no, does it gotta be? Perfect. Also, can we talk about this? Do you think that because I, I watched NXT UK for the first time and. A long time because I wanted to see the women's match. Okay, the world's the women's title match. They haven't had a title change. They had their tag titles changed like two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, yeah they did. But uh, do you think people would watch NXT UK more if they had a title change more than once every two and a half years? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like I'm watching this match, I go like the 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 whatever her name is 
Kaylee Ray retains, and I go, and I'm like, they gotta switch it here, right? She's been champion. She hasn't. I think she's defended it like four times in like two years. Yeah. I'm like, at some point, right? Like I, Walter, I go, why? Like, why can we not get a title change on this damn show? I'm, I'm, I have no words for NXT UK. Yeah, I, I've actually never watched an episode of NXT UK. I usually just watch the takeovers because those are fine. Yeah. But like, like. But I just, I'm just, watch, I literally just tuned in just for that one match and I go, oh my gosh, she retained. I go, maybe people would watch this more if they knew that at any point in time something was actually going to happen yeah. other than this hot garbage. It was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a great match, like a phenomenal match. Yeah. But the fact that there was not a new champion crowd, I go, like, yeah, I don't know. these are the greatest yeah. champions ever, clearly, because, why, I mean, it's like, Walter's been champion for like 500 days. I'm like, yeah. I wonder nobody watches this crap, because it doesn't matter. But, oh, God. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Next week, like I said, we're going to be talking, um, hopefully, some more NFL news with the releases, just because it, it, it's coming soon, right? We, it's, I'm just waiting for that dam to kind of break open and everybody just kind of getting cut. Um, we're obviously going to be talking about you know Lions free agency plans depending on how, who they let go, who they're bringing back, that kind of stuff. Maybe the franchise tag will be applied to Kenny Galladay by that point, or they decide to let him go. Who knows? Um, probably are do our first mock draft of the year as well next, and obviously we're going to be talking AEW Revolution that review on what we hope to be a really good show. I think it's either going to be a boomer bust kind of show for me, but I guess we'll find out. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Mystic Whaleman, he is the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I am the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.